Here's today's God Heals Hurting Marriages with Charlene Steinkamp. Hi, I'm Charlene. How are you doing spiritually? Are you walking in faith and hope and trusting the Lord today? Or did you just have a fiery dart hit your shield of faith and it almost knocked you over? Have you become tired and weary in reading the Bible? Do you have a passion to stay close to the Lord? Are you being tempted to walk on the road of rebellion? You keep looking at your wife or husband and all that they're doing, and then you look at your life, and the ugly emotion of jealousy starts raising up in your mind with all those thoughts. And you start thinking, my husband or wife will never, never change. Beware, the enemy is lying to you. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Let me share a few nuggets of scripture that is going to help you stay focused on standing. And that is one of my words that I really want you today to see if you are staying focused each and every day, knowing who you are in Christ and that you're walking and picking up that cross and following the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 says, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. 1 Peter 1, verse 14 says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 says, Everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must, now listen, turn away from wickedness. There's a change. There's a transformation. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6 says, Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. And oh, I love Proverbs 16 because through the fear of the Lord, your husband or wife will turn his heart back or to the Lord for the first time, I love to pray that the Lord would put the fear of God, the fear of the Lord upon our prodigal spouses because that will bring them to their senses. That is one of the keys of having them come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you rebuilding your home since the storm of marriage problems started? Are you cleaning up and making your home storm-proofed? Or have you become tired, depressed, and not motivated to remember God's promises or your goal, your vision that God gave you for your family and the future generations and your legacy of your marriage being resurrected and restored? My challenge for you today is to examine your heart and mind and say, have you really chosen the narrow gate? The narrow road is what I call it also, that is picking up the cross and following your Lord Jesus Christ, allowing him to direct your every step. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. 
In fact, we know that your husband or wife or child are. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. But the Lord is knocking at our heart's door and saying, I've got a plan, I have a purpose, and I want you to take the assignment. I've chosen you to be used to fight and rebuild your marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Matthew 7 says in verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. That is our goal. That is our goal, is to take the words that we read and put it into practice. Take one verse and maybe write it on an index card, and that is the nugget of gold you're going to have for that day that's going to help you hold on, or it's a new truth from the Lord. We want to rebuild our home, our marriage, on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. I thought Bob and I were putting our marriage and building it on the solid rock. But after the beginning of the first year, I realized my marriage was not being built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. There were hindrances that I did not even know about, and we were having to rebuild our marriage. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a crash. And that is what's happened to many of our marriages that we work with. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Every day you have a choice to get out of bed and go to work or you can lay paralyzed with accomplishing nothing for yourself, for your family, or for the kingdom. Do not listen to the negative thoughts that you are thinking when you're laying in bed. Rise up. Arise, it says in Isaiah 60. Arise and say, Lord, I choose today to serve you. I choose to ask you to guide my every step and show me what you want me to do, who I should speak to, and who I can pray for. Listen to the Holy Spirit who will guide your every step with you. There is a book of the Bible that I love, and it's Nehemiah. Nehemiah heard about the Jerusalem wall that had been destroyed. May I suggest you read the first six or seven chapters of Nehemiah this week. It will encourage you. Nehemiah waited upon the Lord to see how he was going to rebuild the Jerusalem wall, and he then took the assignment of rebuilding the Jerusalem wall. But in Nehemiah chapter 6, it talks about that there were people 
that were against him to build it. And they represent the enemy. And we do have an enemy that's out to steal, kill, and destroy. But in John 10, 10, it ends with, but he will give us life abundantly. And that's what I want you to understand right now, is that yes, you have had fiery darts come in to steal, kill, and destroy your marriage, your husband, your wife's heart. But right now, God is saying, read the rest of John 10, 10. And he wants to give us life abundantly. He wants to rebuild your marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Nehemiah faced opposition to the rebuilding. And you may face opposition. Your wife or husband may say, I am never coming home. I'm never coming back. You can pray all you want, but I'm never coming back. That's what Bob used to say to me. But they were scheming. The enemy in Nehemiah chapter 6 is called Samballot. His name is Samballot. So Samballot and his cohorts sent a message to come and meet together in one of the villages. He wanted Nehemiah to stop working and to come and talk to him. But they were scheming to harm and hurt Nehemiah. So Nehemiah sent a message, and he said in verse 3, I am carrying on a great project, and I cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent him the same message, and each time Nehemiah sent the same answer. So you can see the strategy that is going on between right and wrong, darkness and light. So Nehemiah stayed focused on not listening to Sanballat and all the naysayers and the ones that wanted to get him off of working on rebuilding the Jerusalem wall. And you can read the continuation of the story in Nehemiah 6, but I will go to verse 15. And so the wall was completed on the 25th day of Ul in 52 days when all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. And that is what's going to happen to you through your marriage restoration. It happened to Bob and I. When I was praying for Bob to come home, for two and a half years, I heard nothing but negativity or questioning or comments. This was never going to happen. But at the end of two and a half years, that suddenly did happen with Bob saying, stop praying for me. I'm going to go get you a marriage license, but you can stick it in your Bible because I'm going to marry the other woman. But all of a sudden, God spoke to him that day. And our life was totally changed. So do not listen to the negative naysayers. Listen to the Holy Spirit, who will guide your every step with you. Nehemiah rebuilt the Jerusalem wall in 52 days because he stayed focused to his assignment. And may I challenge you to stay focused and do not let the enemy distract you with negative thoughts each and every day going down the road of doubt and unbelief. Believe what the Lord's assignment is for you 
and God will accomplish it. John 16, 13 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Being led by the Holy Spirit is one of the privileges we receive as children of God. In Romans 8.14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. One of the commentaries that I read this morning said, It is the picture of someone gently leading someone, guiding you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. First, you must extend your heart and your hand to the Holy Spirit. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you don't, you need to surrender your heart and your life to the Lord. That is the most important thing you must do. That is what you must pray each and every day for your wife or husband to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. If they've backslidden, you must pray that they will turn their heart back to the Lord and confess their sins and flee from the enemy. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Luke 19.10, we must remember, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. That is so important for you and I to remember that he is not giving up on your husband or wife or loved ones. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. You and I must start and finish each day praying and surrendering our own will and way to God's perfect will and way. You can pray throughout your day with short prayers, asking the Holy Spirit which way to go, to the right or to the left. Isaiah is an excellent book of the Bible to read. The Lord spoke to me through many, many of the scriptures in Isaiah. But Isaiah 30 is a section that I'm going to read, is that at the beginning, he said that the Israelites were not following God's will. Isaiah 30, verse 18 says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted, that he may have mercy on you, We want him to have mercy on us as well as his mercy on your husband or wife. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cries. So the Lord wants to be gracious to you. He wants to help you. When he hears it, he will answer you. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left, you will also defile the covering of your images of silver and the ornaments of your molded images of gold. 
You will throw away any unclean thing. You will say to them, get away. And what the Lord is referring to right there is that the Israelites were putting idols before him. And he was telling them, get rid of them. What are our idols? Our idols could be a passion of watching TV too much. It could be being on the computer. It could be being on our phone all evening. What is our idols? We need to throw them away and get away from them, but we need to seek the Lord and put everything in proper priority. Verse 23 says, Then he will give the rain for your seed, with which you sow the ground, and bread of the increase of the earth. It will be rich and plentiful. And that that day your cattle will feed in large pastures. Now I know that is referring to the old times in the Bible. But what the Lord is saying, if you will turn to the right or to the left, and you will pick up the cross and follow me, I will bless you. I will guide you. I will direct you. I will provide for you. So what do we need to do? We need to believe that God is going to destroy your enemies like Sanballat. We need to believe that God is greater than any enemy. God is greater. He defeated Satan at the cross. He shed his blood on the cross to pay the price for our salvation. I know when I read the share wall and I hear from you, you are feeling the enemy is pushing you under, is overwhelming you with circumstances that you feel like you are losing the war. But we got to remember who we are in Christ. There is victory in Jesus. So I wanted to share two or three scriptures that might give you confirmation to say that, to believe that, to put these on index cards, and to speak them daily if you have to. If you're getting attacked daily with your mind, pull out this index card and say, Satan, you're a liar, you're a deceiver. In Psalm 44, verse 5 through 8, it says, Though we push back our enemies through your name, we trample our foes. I put no trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God, we make our boast all day long, and we will praise your name forever. When we say that every day, once a day, it may take you one or two minutes, you get filled up with God's faith and his hope and his strength, and you feel like we're going to win the battles. And the war has been won at the cross. Psalm 118 verses 5 to 8 says, When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. Read Psalm 118 and get your heart and your mind together where that in your heart you want your marriage restored. 
but the enemy is attacking your mind and you're getting weary and tired and you don't think you can do it. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to understand that God is greater. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I must have said 1 John 4, 4, 10 times a day because I kept saying, devil, you're not going to win. I know what the Lord has spoken to me. So will you believe God's word? Will you choose to read the Bible topically if you're being attacked to help you know that you are on the winning team? With God, you will gain the victory. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Keep focus on your assignment, and the Lord will direct your every step. Have a blessed week. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.